Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Recasted, the podcast that has dialed in and will now take you to distant films for your listening pleasure. <laughs> We've traveled the stars and gone through a world of impossible to bring you our next fantastical theme of sci-fi. Yes. Space. 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 <laughs> Taking you on the first of our journeys is Spaceman Hassa. Hello. And I am Earthbound Chris. We begin our science fiction extravaganza with a film that deserves some attention after being under the shadow of its highly successful TV show for many, many years. TV shows. Shows. So lock in those chevrons and take the plunge forward as we recast Stargate. Nice. I like the use of chevrons. <laughs> well, that's, a, well, that's what they call them in the, yep. in the yep. movie Chevron too, one. right? Locked. Locked. <laughs> Chevron two. This is as far as we've got. Oh, Okay. Everything's shaking. <laughs> and then, like, right in the beginning of the series, oh, yeah, we put dampeners on it so it doesn't shake anymore because <laughs> it's too costly. <laughs> and they put the iris in. Did they put the iris in, or was it just there? No, the iris came in later. Yeah. Yeah. It was their defense. Yeah. So, so people couldn't just dial in and, like, walk through. Yeah. I love this movie. I, I'm going to admit it. When I was younger, I found it boring. Watching it as I'm older... I really do enjoy it. <laughs> You'd be like, I still find it boring. No. No, I... I I also forgot James Spader was in it. <laughs> which is weird. Um, I really, really... I have always enjoyed this movie. I don't think it's very good. I think it has a lot of flaws. I think mm -hmm. the acting is very stilted. I think a lot of it is poor, but it's fun. And I really do like james spader's like attitude the whole time mm -hmm. um but i love this movie's world building i think this movie has great great world building and it shows <laughs> well it had such great potential that yeah. it spawned four different series three different series oh yeah four different series i think there was one like recently there was origins and then yeah. there was like then, universe yeah. uh atlantis and then just sg1 yeah like yeah it had such a good premise mm -hmm. to it it because like it was it totally opened itself up to being a great tv show it was monster mm -hmm. of the week they just went to a different planet every week mm -hmm. you know they had their overarching story against the gold who aren't who, mentioned they don't this. even tell, call them by this that name in this movie no but um, um did you notice the alien in this one looked very similar to thor's was it th yeah Thor's race? No, it very similar. Like he was that kind of gray alien being. You don't mean Thor from the MCU, do you? No, I mean <laughs> Thor from SG One. Okay. Yes, I did notice. <laughs> well, I'm like, what the what the hell? Like, yes, he, he look looked like, like Thor. Thor. <laughs> he was carrying his hammer. Chris Hemsworth was just in the. Oh, you mean the Asgardians? Yes. Yes. You could have still confused that with the MCU, so <laughs> yeah, I was trying uh, to go... Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that was... It was intentional like, to say It was for them as well when they brought mm -hmm. the Asgardians onto the show. Like, they were supposed to be the gray aliens, right? So, yeah. Yeah. But let's not talk about the show as much. Let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about the movie. Um, I didn't know Roland Emmerich directed this. I didn't know that either. Like, until I started watching, I'm like, holy crap, Roland Emmerich directed this. Well, 
and he, so that, he that did. makes the second movie Roland Emmerich movie we've done. Yeah, Independence Day. Independence Day. Didn't he do Godzilla? The nineteen ninety whatever one yeah. nine one with uh, Matthew Broderick. I, yeah. I believe he did. Yes. We won't hold that against him. No, I, I think really. The movie's fun. I really like this movie. I like I like Kurt Russell in it. I don't know. Kurt, did, Rus- Kurt Russell to me is just he's this. Well, that's a that's a Kurt Russell part. Yeah, but. <laughs> This was a weird thought I had while watching this. I was like, man, could you imagine if Kurt Russell was cast as Guile from Street Fighter? Because he looked so much like that with like the crew cut. Yeah. I was like, oh, he would have been an awesome Guile, not Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes, the American Brussels. Yes. Um, though, as much as I... Uh, yeah. I, I don't like how... I know why. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. I don't like how dour he is for the most of the movie. And it's not until the very, very end where he gets some levity. Like when the guy pulls his hood back and he goes, mm. hey, how's it going? And then he shoots him. He's like, where did that come from? Like, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm here to save the day. Yeah, I'm Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's still. Like Richard Dean Anderson really oh, took Richard. that and ran with it because he was very jokey and quippy and all that stuff, right? Which... Well, he, was, he was the old MacGyver. Yeah. Huh? But he was, uh, yeah, he was that. He was the older guy yeah. that was like almost "I'm too old for this shit" mm-hmm. type of guy. He did seem to age like many, many years between the movie and the TV show. <laughs> yeah, well, even on the TV show, right? Yeah. But uh, then again, he was also getting up there in age. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I still, I, I've always enjoyed James Spader. I think he's a great actor, and it's always funny to go back and see him in earlier movies in his career and he's still doing the head tilt like that must just be part of who he is yeah. like i just think it was interesting seeing him young and then i'm like is that ultron <laughs> like that is ultron see one of the coolest things that i thought about ultron was the fact that they incorporated the head tilt into mm-hmm. his character like his like yeah like the, yeah, yeah. The, there's one part in this movie i don't know why but he, when he finds the seventh symbol mm-hmm. and he, he says I can I can get us home or whatever the line is, and he shakes his head really violently. I have always thought I'm like that is such a weird line reading. <laughs> that one and wait for me. When he says wait for me, when he's taking Shauri um, yeah. Shauri up after she's been shot, and he goes wait for me. And I was like, why did you say it so quickly? It is like one word. Cause, like because Roland, take had... another take. Wait for me. Have... <laughs> oh, that's what he says. <laughs> they only have like two minutes. To defuse the nuclear device. <laughs> yeah, and then Kurt Russell gets into a giant fist fight with somebody who is much, much stronger than him. <laughs> Somehow beats him. Well. Doesn't really beat him. Did you, um, when Anubis scratches his back? Yes. Did you notice that briefly in the shot before, you can see that the, the his shirt's already <laughs> <Yeah>. ripped? <laughs> it's like, well, well someone well, missed that. Well, eh. <laughs> We're, we're just going to roll with it at yeah. this point. Yeah. yeah. But no, no I, I really, really enjoyed watching this movie. And as I said, like, like between the the planet and the weapons and, like, they never explain the aliens. They never explain how the gates work. They never explain who these people are, whether or not there are more gates, whether or not there's more mm-hmm. aliens. I'm not going to, we don't have to call them Gua-Wild because they don't call them that in the movie. No. Which makes it so much, like... I think Roland Emmerich, who also wrote this, was like, I'm going to get a series of movies out of this. 
Yeah. Right? Because it was such a world-building type of film. Right? Like, he obviously didn't, but... No, but, I mean, it's it's something similar to what I really like about Christopher Nolan. Like, with Inception and Tenet, I love the fact that he doesn't go into how we have these, like, time-traveling devices or how we have this ability to share dreams. Like, it's not based on that. It's, this exists, and we just going on with the story. Where that's, like, the Stargate. It's, like, it exists... They're not there to find out how it exists. They're mm-hmm. just there to find out, can you go through it and get back? Yeah. And if you can, is there hostile people on the other side? Yeah. What's on the other side? Blow the gate up. Yeah. Which you, I still found weird you, that they you, just didn't dial killed, it back. You killed your son. Here you go. <laughs> go. Go blow yourself up on an alien planet. Oh, he he's a good candidate. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's go. His wife doesn't matter. No, apparently not. Which I think in the show it was his ex, because he... Yeah, they yeah. probably just didn't want to have her in the show. It was just another character they didn't need. Yeah, um, but yeah I think it's uh, it's a good world building. Yeah. And that's what it did. It built this huge... Yeah. It's going to be hard to talk about this movie and not talk about the show. Like, I enjoyed SG-1 from its inception, the from the very beginning. It really did help that it was filmed here. Like, yes, we, we we was filmed in our hometown, and I, like I remember driving by to SFU one day, and right next to me was the SG One film truck. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I guess they're going to film, and they filmed at S. Oh, they SFU. filmed there a lot. Yeah. It was mostly uh, SG. Uh, I'm sorry, SFU, Simon Fraser University. For those who are not here, um, is very concrete and very Spartan. And it's uh, on the top of a mountain. Yeah, so it worked perfectly in that show many, many times as a military base. Or, or, like or an off-world. Sort of, yeah, like, yeah. The, here's stairs. Mm-hmm. And always... like they used a lot of quarries around town as different yeah. alien planets. We have woods everywhere that they use. We have like a, a small desert. Well, if you go far enough out. So is. Yeah. Consider. Okay, I am going to talk about this just because we're talking about SG-1. Because it cracked me up when watching this movie. Because we were talking about how they first entered the gate. And it's this huge big thing. Do you remember the episode where O'Neill and Tilk got stuck in a time loop? Yes. And they play golf into the gate? In the middle of my backswing! <laughs> that is my favorite scene. Just because of like how ridiculous it is. It and he's their... like all all dressed up yeah. to play golf. And they're just like... <laughs> it was the, the, the Groundhog Day episode. Yeah. yeah. It was the general... Um, I always remember when, um, I just forgot the character's name, Carter? Yeah. Yeah. Amanda Taffing's. Amanda Taffing's character, where she was explaining how the system, because she was part of the team that built it, mm-hmm. built the system that dialed the computers, and he, she was explaining to um, Richard Dean Anderson, he's like, oh, you dear. know how long it took us to MacGyver a system for this? I'm like, hey! <laughs> oh! <laughs> MacGyver. Yeah. yeah. No, I I absolutely love that show. I loved how they keep having to ramp it up, and like the first couple of seasons were all about the revenge for of what Ra. they did to Raw, you know, from Apophis and all that stuff. And then they brought the Asgards in, and they brought the Replicators, and and then it was the Replicators, um, Replicants, Rep, whatever the Replicants. Yeah. Um, and then you had the the Cult. I can't quite remember because it ended with the Arc of Truth, right? Where they were battling that like cult that was taking over planets. I don't remember that. No? Um, I do remember that like 
um, Anubis was an ascended gold or something like that. Mm-hmm. It got a little religious-y at the end, yeah. <laughs> as most most big science fiction well, series they, do. They brought in Morgan Le Fay and Merlin because they were looking for Merlin's weapon. Yeah, like that was the huge big thing. And, mm-hmm. But yes, it was a, a great show. So, this has a lot of backstory to it. We are recasting the original movie. Yes. So, we are basically retconning everything. Well, no, I think because, like, this series, all the series is over, are over, mm-hmm. right? Um, I guess we probably shouldn't mention that one of the series spinoffs, Stargate Atlantis, had our current Aquaman in it mm. as Ronan. He played it. He was great in that. Yeah, they were at Fan Expo that one year we went. Yeah, him and the um, main character who's there, yeah. I can never remember. They were sitting next to each other. Huh. One of them clearly did better <laughs> for themselves. <laughs> well, he was already Cal, Cal Drogo at that point. Oh, no, he was already Aquaman at that point. Was he? Oh, yeah. Oh. That was after Justice League. That, was, that may have oh, been before yeah, Aquaman, right. but it was definitely after Justice League and yeah. all that stuff, so... All right. Um, yeah, I. Well, I lost my train of thought there. So we're. Yeah. So like all those are all done. Mm-hmm. No one's making more Stargate television shows. Even that weird one you mentioned, Stargate Origins, yeah. never even came out on TV. I don't think. I think it was just an internet thing. Um, not that that's a problem anymore. Most things are coming from like Hulu or Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Um. But I don't even think it was any of those. I never looked it up. Hmm. Um, but I think in terms of where we're at with Stargate, because, yeah, everything's ended. I think it's good to reboot it, right? That's why we, we, that's why we initially chose it, because chose it, mm-hmm. it's rebooting the series and taking it maybe in a different direction or starting it over or... But I don't think you... If, like, if you were ever going to do this as a, as a remake, and this is how mm-hmm. I planned mine is you would want this to be a trilogy of movies. Hmm. I don't think you'd want... So I think you'd try yeah. and go all out with how you make it and how you... Like your special effects and all that stuff. Because like they, they were actually surprisingly good. Um, I was amazed by how much they didn't bother me that. Uh, other than the Raw's eyes. Raw's eyes bothered me. Yeah, but that was very similar to the TV show because they yeah. always had those glowing. No, I know, eyes, but it but was then, always just a flash and then yeah. disappeared. Like he, you know, every time he moved, it was like oh, they did not track those properly. Um, but like when the helmets came back and everything, I'm like yeah. it looked good for '94. Like like it was stop motion. Yeah, that went into it. It wasn't so, like complete. Yeah, and so, I like the way that the helmets moved. Yeah, right. Because in the shows they were pretty static. Well, yeah, it was a TV. But like show. this one was like. The Horus and uh, Anubis. Anubis. But like the head Did you notice itself... who played Horus? Yeah. It was a Jaiman Hansu. I'm like, hey, it's Jaiman Hansu. <laughs> I, I originally had him uh, as a cameo in this one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But like the way it moved and then like the ear or the flaps on the yeah. sides, like they would go up and down. Like it was really Yeah, they were, cool they were really, watch. really well um, animated. Yes. I know they weren't animated, um, like with like animatronics. And I like that yeah. the fact when they go through the Stargate... And it's like through the wormhole. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much the same they showed on the TV show at the yeah. end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the music is so good in this too. Oh, like, um, I should probably look up who did the music. But like, I really, really, really enjoyed the music. And like, it it kept being good. Mm-hmm. Like throughout the whole series of of shows as well. Um, music by 
you just passed it. Did I? Oh, music by David Arnold. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know who that is. I just do not know who that is. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's done. He's recently did Casino Royale. Did a yeah. bunch of Bonds. That's probably why and I know him. And he did Godzilla. And he did the 98. There you go. Godzilla. He did the Independence Day as well. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the music. And I know... I know they've used it a lot. Like, if you go back and watch a bunch of, like... Um, trailers from over mm-hmm. the years they've definitely used stargate's music a they bunch always, and i'm like wait a minute that's stargate it's always like on the next stargate and it's yeah. like the stargate and you're like oh yeah yeah so no i think yeah and this... like i did like i really i really put a lot of thought into maybe changing the race instead of um sorry the the ancient race instead of it being egyptians being it something else I had that thought too. I was gonna go with Norse originally. I was actually gonna. Th- I was thinking more Chinese or Indian, like from mm. from India, because um, like that's older, right? Like Mesopotamia style, like gods. Those are older than Egyptian ones, right? Um, I really should have looked that up. It's not uh, that important. Yeah, I, I, I mean, ended up not deciding to do that, but I mean, one of the things that, are, and I can't remember where it is, because Egypt has. A couple pyramids, but there's other places in the world that have far more pyramids, like even the Aztecs. Yeah. Like, you could have gone an Aztec route, because they have huge pyramids. Um, the, the villain Quinzelcatl. Yeah. I know I'm saying that wrong, but... <laughs> no, I don't you know. Um, but yeah, you could go... Because I'm trying to remember, the Hindu one, god is... There's lots of them. Vishnu, but that, that, that's Shiva. why, like, all a lot of these... Almost all of them. All all these ancient races had multiple gods, which is why this show and movie mm-hmm. worked, right? Because Ra was just one of the Egyptian gods. He wasn't. He was just one of the system leaders, or whatever yeah. Yeah. in the ghoul. But like, yeah, like Ra was just he was Ra in this, and then mm-hmm. yeah, I thought going the... Norse, and then I was like, okay, well, I could do Norse, and you know, but then there, you'd go. Not just Odin and Thor and Loki, because everybody knows them. MCU comes yeah. back into this. You have to go with like Balder and yeah. all Tyr. of them. Azir, Azir. I think that was the first one. Or yeah, you could go Indian or go yeah, um, like Ganesh and Vishnu and yeah, right. Or um, I can't name any Chinese ones off the top of my head. Oh, what's that old one? Wow, why it's like one of the first ballads. It's Zool Gil- Gilgamesh. Oh, okay. Like I thought of going with that. Sorry, that Zool. <laughs> he is a then, Mes- he's a Mesopotamian god. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think Gilgamesh is like one of the old. It's oldest. one of those old epic poems, yeah. And Inkadu and all of them, right? Like, so like I thought of going that way, but I I decided I just I'm gonna stick with the Egyptian. Yeah, if if I had more time and like. This was a bigger production. Mm-hmm. I probably would put the research into actually changing it to some but, a god, a pantheon. That was mm-hmm. the word I was looking before that I knew better, that I didn't know, that I wanted to explore instead of. Well, you could also have gone Greek, right? Because mm-hmm. they were always known to interfere in human lives. Never so. go Greek. <laughs> Never go Greek. Roman then. <laughs> Which one has the better names? Which one is Greek. like Zeus? Is Greek that is Greek? Zeus. Okay. Yeah. Romans were like Jupiter and yeah, uh, Pluto like and all those. Yeah. 
But again, those were not as old. Like Egypt, Egypt was no. way older than that. But then you write it in that they've changed. Like they were known as Ra, and then they came back to Earth. And because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the mythologies and gods and like mm-hmm. they all are very similar in some aspects. Mm-hmm. You tend to have a lightning god if you look at Zeus and Odin and Thor and all them. A lightning god. It's two from the same pantheon. <laughs> Quetzalcoatl. Was he lightning? Sure. He was in <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII, so. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah. yeah. But if you built, like, this as a trilogy, you could do it where you start with an Egyptian, and then they're like, well, we actually found another gate. Or we found another set of markings, markings yeah. that say in, yeah, in the Colosseum at the bottom. Or they found the gate and kept moving it around, right? Mm. I like that they just buried the gate. We don't want this. Huh. Like, there was a plot point in a lot of the episodes, yeah. too, like uh, that they would bury the gate. And there were a few of them where they would have to, you know, it was still on the ground. and They'd have to jump into it that way. And... Yeah. It was like, yeah, fallen or. Yeah. So I like the whirly part of the back mm-hmm. of the water. They never showed that in the show. No. They always showed the, the explosion the front, and yeah. like, like sucks back in. Yeah. But like that was part of the special effects. Like that still looked good. Yeah, it like granted, bad. Terminator, you know, and the Abyss that we have we had yeah. previously talked about. Like those were the the movies and special effects that made that special effect work, yeah. right? But that was also one that could easily have been just like the other way, right? Mm-hmm. You just drop something into water and filmed it and then yeah. superimposed it, but. Yeah. How okay? How did we change this? I um I didn't change it too too much. I obviously wanted to up uh, production budgets. As I said, I wanted to make this as like the beginning of a trilogy. Um, I want to. I want to take out one part of it. You go. I want to take out the part where, um, what's his name? Daniel Jackson. No, no, no. Ferretti. No. Kowalski. No. Are you gonna keep naming people? Anubis. Kazoof. Kazoof, actually. Kazoof. Where he um, offers up his daughter as a sexual slave to Daniel. I don't know if it's his daughter, though. It's his daughter. Is it his daughter? Yeah. It's his daughter and um, whatever her brother. Skara? Yeah. I know they don't really explain that, but Eh. it's implied, I guess. Yeah. But yes. Anyway, even if it's not his daughter, he offered up a pretty girl as a a sexual slave. (laughs) So, as a wife, husband, whatever. No, uh, I think she implies that they got married to get everybody to help, even though she's like, no, you rejected me. But, yeah, yeah I yeah. think... I he, know that's, that is probably part of old societies and stuff like that, but I still don't like it, and I don't think it belongs in a movie in 2021. I, I will agree with you. I think if you don't take it out, if you're going to leave it in, what you need to change of that scene, which is very important is the fact that when she starts to strip, he does nothing. He stands there, or he sits there and stares at her until she's half naked, and then gets up and is like, oh, no, no, no. Like, it should be immediately when she goes to take off one side, Yeah. he should be like, no. <laughs> like, no, hold no. On. Oh, hold on. <laughs> no, we're not doing this. Right? Like, it should be something where it's more of like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Like, he immediately knows this is not. Yeah. But also in a culture... Like, I know they don't really show it too much, but it definitely didn't really seem like that that particular version of mm-hmm. ancient Egyptian 
And I'm pretty sure they wasn't in our version of ancient Egyptian either, where the women were subservient. So I don't know why she was such a damsel. So I'd want to change that as well. I don't want her to be like, but I think like all... Colonel O'Neill. But yeah. I I think she should be like when when they go up against the people in the temple and she just mm. stands there with holding the gun and doesn't shoot and just gets shot and goes ah. Like I want I want her to hold her own. I don't want her mm. to. I don't like damsels. I've mentioned this on the show no. before. So again, I'm gonna put my counterpoint on this out. <laughs> Chris likes damsels. Not that, no. No, not that. But I would make it more like that's what this society is. They're under the rule of Ra. Mm -hmm. And that's not just her, but everybody should have been like that. To a degree, except for Skara and his, like, misfits. But again, like, I really, I've never, I don't think, and we, we talked about this in Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Not everyone would be happy with this. No. Right? So there should be at least some people who are like stepping up and be like, hey, you're clearly against the people we're against. We don't like anymore. Mm-hmm. So let's help you. And like that slowly goes in, but it's more just because they want to be like Jack. Yeah. They're copying and not, not going like, hey, this is an opportunity to, sl- to save my race who are slaves. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to change one point of this movie that actually kind of really bothered me. It's the fact that Ra only has, like, four bodyguards. Yeah. And no other, like, army or anything. And was literally defeated by the ancient Egyptians, which is why he took a bunch of them away and was like, you cannot read or write. I think he has, like, six. Because he has the two pilots and he has the four people. Because he, remember? He kills one. He kills one. Which I also thought was like just ridiculous because he like, already down boils his brain. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was more like six, but yes, one hundred percent. He needs an army. This is why I kind of want this to be more like a revolution, like a revolution. Mm-hmm. Revolution. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't. I want at that very end, that last thing, to actually be a proper revolution, not just a giant crowd of people beating. running down the sand dunes, beating up two people. Yeah, that, that like, was like. Oh, this is... And, like, what really bothered me about that is, okay, there these two guards mm-hmm. are shooting the staff weapons at these giant crowds of people, and the two military people behind them are just standing there. <laughs> you guys got this! They're not looking at you! Get them! <laughs> like, you got this! You, you... Somebody got a gun? <laughs> got a knife? Their bellies are exposed, like... I kind of wanted one of them because they take off the helmet, right? Of yeah. the one be like, this is your god. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh. But I wanted one of them to be like, maybe we put this on. <laughs> Click. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Ooh. Protected. Yeah, so but yes, I want I want it to be a bigger army. Or, you know, when his ship comes down, there should be other ships, like, sitting out, up above. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, yeah, he yeah, like, needs it, to call it, them down. This needs to be a bigger spectacle. Um, and I really do think that it needs to be a proper revolution. Like, I'm not talking like I want them to grab no. staff weapons and no. or weapons from the things. I think it still, still should still be sticks and stones. And But I think what they should do is that final fight should be in the town. Yeah. And like Ra's people don't know the town. And therefore the, the, well, they the indigenous yeah. people have the advantage. And it's like Ewoks against this. No, it's kind of like know. that, right? I know. So. Yeah. yeah, it's it's difficult because and Daniel should be a part of that, right? Like not like 
not like they're doing it, but he should be mm-hmm. like, you can't live under their thumb. Right? Rise up. Rise up. Go. For away. audio listeners, I was holding my fist up. Good job. Yeah, I think it needs to be much more of a, a grander battle. Um, I don't know about the, the nuke ending. Hmm. Like, it almost feels like you should bring Raw down and then... Like, they should try to bring Raw down and then... Yeah, he, he like, shoots off. Um, I agree with you. But... No, I was just thinking about something. <laughs> or you else. just agree with me? No, no, I agree with you. Sorry, I was I was thinking about something else. Um, to do with the movie, how are we going to handle <clears throat> Catherine? Did you cast Catherine? I did. Oh, I didn't. You you put her on the list. I said maybe, but I didn't know if we were going <laughs> to cast her or not. Okay. Anyway, did... how would you handle Catherine, or would you just not? Because let's face it, someone who was a teenager in the 1920s mm-hmm. would be dead by now. So <laughs> the other thought of this was I still kind of want to keep it in like the nineties. You're such an idiot. <laughs> I, I like, I like, but are you going to modernize it? I'm totally going to modernize okay, it. So here, here's then what I would say. If I, I'll, I'll this modernize this. This is a huge it. sci-fi epic. You have to modernize it. Okay. Because if you if you go in with these old technology, people are gonna be like, "What the hell is this?" Easy enough fix for Catherine. She's young, or it's her mother mm. that invested all of her life and all of her research and like taught her. I, I, I and still then... picked an old lady though. Yeah, but you yeah. could still like yeah. what she was ten in 1920 when they found it. Maybe. 14 that's, that's still 114 years old yes but who, <laughs> no 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 i get it I like get it. if she has a daughter yeah. then her daughter could be like yeah was born in the 70s. 1950s or whatever yeah. yeah so now you're you're getting to that mm-hmm. that spot yeah that older lady spot that sounded way dirtier than i hoped you th- i think you thought it was supposed to be <laughs> okay um anyway so she'll be uh should yes. we do the cast? Yes, we shall. Okay. So, as I said, this was directed by Roland Emmerich. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was released October 29th, 1994. Um, its Rotten Tomato score is 53% for critics. So, critics didn't like this movie very much. No. and audi- But audiences loved it at 73%. But that is a it's cult following. But like that is a, a one of the biggest disparities that we've seen in our tenure of doing podcasts mm-hmm. so what are you looking up looking up somebody for Catherine. okay did you pick somebody yes but i gotta make sure i haven't picked her before why the, remember we reset the well i just want to see how many times oh no i've only passed it her twice okay we're good okay did you want to start then no you start okay i need to write her down okay <laughs> so Catherine was originally played by vivica lind for us force my apologies lind force mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen her or anything. I've only ever seen her as Catherine. I feel like I've seen her in something else, but I can't really... Did you want me to look her up? Eh, no. Keep going. Okay. Um, I picked Frances Conroy. Okay. Do you know who that is? Mm, I'm going to look it up and tell you who it is. Um, she was the mother in Six Feet Under, as well as the mother in Joker, the recent Walking Phoenix movie. Mm. I think she's an immensely, immensely talented actress. And even though she's only like 
60 something she looks oh yeah ancient <laughs> like not to be mean to her but like just to kind of she, she has one of those like kind of like willem dafoe yeah just looks has looked old for 40 years um just to kind of throw a damper on it she was in catwoman yes i know i know she was hmm? um i know she was <laughs> Um, but no, I think she's a remarkable actress and I think she would, this is not a very big part. So I think she could ham it up perfectly fine and be this supporting, but sassy old lady. Yeah. It's just sassy old lady. Hey, nobody, nobody doesn't like a sassy old lady. That is true. Um, I highly doubt you've seen Vivica Lynn Force at anything. I'm guessing it's just memory of watching Stargate. Yeah, because I don't think you've watched Exorcist 3, The Adventures of Don Juan, or Creepshow. No. Yeah. Okay, my pick. My last minute in pick. Mm -hmm. So, I went with Helen Mirren. (laughs) Okay. Old British lady. Yeah. Because that works for me. And I like her. She's awesome. She's a great actress. And it's a small bit part, yeah. so it's not big. It's not action-worthy, so it's just more of the, we need to find somebody Did you put the rock translate. in it, because, so, you know, they, they play well together? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I did not put the rock in. Nor did I put Jack Black, so we can or, all wait for or, that. Or Vin Diesel. <laughs> eh, Vin Diesel. Okay. Who's up next? Uh, next is Anubis. Uh, originally played by Carlos Lauchu. Lauchu. I apologize, Carlos. Because he's listening. Well, he might. You don't know. I'd be. That'd be awesome, actually. <laughs> you were in Stargate. <laughs> we we did skip over Horus, who was played by Jaimon Hansu, mm-hmm. who is just Jaimon in the credits for this movie. Um, I was, was surprised to see it, but he had what one line? I think this was like his first um, feature film. They talked about. I could look. God, he's he's, he's big, been in a lot. Big part. Do, do, do. Stargate. Right Stargate. He yeah, he did a voice. He's mostly yeah. He's he's done. He did a few things before this, like a nightclub doorman on nine hundred two and zero. But yeah, this was definitely a bigger role for him. Yeah. God, it was only a couple of years after that that he got Amistad, eh? Yeah. Jeez. Like, just imagine, like, doing these bit parts and then Steven Spielberg walks up and goes, I want you to be the main character in one of my movies. So, like, I saw Stargate. You were amazing. <laughs> Let me... Okay, so we're not casting Horace, but we're casting Anubis. Yeah. Is it me? It's me first, right? It's you first, yes. yeah. So, for Anubis, I want somebody big and intimidating because I'm assuming that Ra would be like, no, I want somebody that's going to be, like... This huge hulk of a guy. I would assume so. Someone with Dave Batista. Definitely a Hulk, yes. Drax, good old Drax. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think just that muscle, like he doesn't really even need to say much. Um, but yeah, like just he only has a few lines. Few lines, but yeah. you know, you could almost just have the helmet on and have it like voiced over. Mm-hmm. Well, he only said one thing in Spectre. Yeah. Like, that was his thing in Spectre, right? And he wasn't even him. It was an 80-yard line, I think, from somebody else. I think he was in French. Um, So, but yeah, that's that's my choice for Anubis. Nice. Um, I picked someone you won't know. 
Um, Jordan Patrick Smith. Um, currently, I'm watching him in Lovecraft Country. He is a large, physically fit mm-hmm. white man. Um, he was also in Vikings. Okay. Um, which is kind of one of the reasons, like, I really did when I was, because we had talked about it, when I was thinking about doing this as different, um, like a different pantheon of gods, I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe I'll just mix them and this will be like Thor. Oh, yeah. Right? Which is why I originally picked this guy, because he has, which, you know. A, a thought it had occurred to me of doing like this. mix the pantheons together, right? They end up on a world where there's two different gods fighting, which mm-hmm. is literally, yeah, Ra versus Thor. And you're like, woohoo, I'm joining in this fight. <laughs> Who do we go with? <laughs> yeah. So. But no, I ultimately chose against that and just stuck with the Egyptian. But yet the, the thing stuck because... Again, like, these people, and I, I actually liked that, these people didn't look like they were the people from the village. No, they right? were very different. Yeah. So he'd obviously pick them up from somewhere else, so. Yeah. That was kind of what I was going with this, too. Yeah. My Batista. Sounds good. Okay. Anubis. Next is our Lieutenant Ferretti. Did we not do Kazoof? Or is he higher up? Is higher up in the list. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Lieutenant Ferretti. <laughs> played by French Stewart. At least his squinting made it like seem like it was deserty. <laughs> he didn't squint in this. He had his eyes open. He was squinting. <laughs> that was just a third rock for the sun thing. I know. Yeah. He was great on that show. That show was oh, I an amazing sitcom. Um, but yeah, it was so weird. I even remember that back then, like, re-watching this movie, because I'm pretty sure this was before Third Rock. Yeah. Um, re-watching this movie and going, is that, the guy, is from... that the guy from Third Rock? I don't remember the character's name. I um, don't either. But yeah, French Stewart. He was also in a, um, what's it called? He was Harry in, in Third Rock. Yeah, he was in Inspector Gadget 2. Yes. As Inspector Gadget. Third Rock came out in 96, by the way. So, yes, it was after. Yep. So, I wonder if they're like, hey, you were good in Stargate. Do you want to come into this comedy? <laughs> come do this comedy about aliens? Sure. Yeah. So, who'd you have? Um, I had Justin H. Min from Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, ben? Yeah, Ben. Yep. Um, I really do like him in that. I think Freddy is designed to be the comic relief uh like he's supposed to be the jokey one he just but i feel that french stewart just kind of plays him as an asshole yeah it came off just as more of an asshole um though i kind of like it more if he was an asshole a jokey asshole not Mm. just a straight up asshole um because like people are supposed to people laugh at him as he does his stupid thing did you you probably didn't notice this he you know when he goes to daniel Shouldn't you be doing something like getting us off this damn planet, throws a suitcase at him, mm-hmm. and then goes down the sand dune, collect his books and his suitcase. His suitcase is still closed. <laughs> so where the hell do those books come from? <laughs> it closed on the fall. It opened up and then it closed as it rolled. It was, you know, yeah. physics, man. <laughs> physics, right. Also, why the hell would you bring so many books? Because like he this... did not know if he was going to get see, back. This, this is another one of those things where it's like, modernize this this should have been a dude with a tablet yeah right so 
Yeah, but the Wi-Fi doesn't work all the way out there. <laughs> Just download all the, the information you need. I did like the fact when he was doing the translation, he's like, who translated this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah, they're I, still using this person's text. Oh, what was like, Oh, I, that, 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 no, that is one of I those know. character actors that you, he's, he used to be in Spin City. Yeah, he pops up at everything, and he's so always so funny. I know yeah. his name. What is his name? Oh, this is going to bother me now. I'll find it while we keep talking. Okay. Are you done with yours? Yeah. I I, I think, again, as I said, I want this to be a comedic mm-hmm. asshole and not just a straight-up asshole. I want a little... Richard Kind. Richard That's Kind. That's his name. Yeah. Yes. I like him. Yeah. I went a little different. I didn't really want the jokey, like, asshole because you kind of were like, uh, why did he survive? <laughs> did you also notice that it was him and Kowalski who picked Daniel up? No. Yeah. Oh. It's him and Kowalski driving the car with Catherine when they pick him up at the very beginning. Oh, oh. And I'm like, I wonder if this is just because they couldn't get the rest of the cast. And they're like, okay, you're here. Yeah, you're here now. <laughs> So, for my Ferretti, I wanted somebody who was just going to be a badass soldier, but still be like the, you're, you've trapped us here, so like kind of the angry person. So, I went with Asia Kate Dillon. I know I've heard that name before. They, because that's the proper pronoun, identify themselves, I've figured this out. They were the adjudicator in John Wick 3. Okay, that's where I've heard that name. Yeah, because I recently rewatched that movie. That movie's amazing. I love John Wick Three, and they, they, they do really, really well in that movie. Not non-binary gender. I didn't actually know that about. I didn't know that until I looked it up. Yeah. Because it was referring, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I'll use it in the yeah. podcast. Make sure I I say it right. Yeah. Um, but kick ass in John Wick Three. Oh yeah. And just that, yeah. like. That dryness, that dryness, that yeah. like confidence, that I'm trying to think of the right word here, yeah. but just the badassness of it. I'm like, yep. So I'm gonna but, put them in. But badass without being overly actionary. Yeah, wasn't action at all, really. Just with the voice. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I wanted with this. So I wanted to get away from like the jokey, like, oh, <laughs> here are your books, <laughs> um, and more of the. I'm trapped on a desert planet. Mm. We need to make sure we survive. Yeah, well, like, see, that's why I wanted to go a different road, too. Mm-hmm. It's just because, like, this isn't school. We don't need a schoolyard bully character. No. Right? So, yeah. And I would think they would be like... I mean, it, it is kind of an asshole thing of Daniel to be like, oh, I just assume it was going to be here, so now we're trapped. Without saying that, too. Yeah. Like, this would be like, well, I still need to go and look for the thing, but it should be there. I think they should have done that, though, where yeah. it's Daniel saying it to Jack at the very beginning mm-hmm. and Jack not telling the rest of them, like, this is a potential one-way trip, but yeah, him and, being and more see, like... There, there's that again, too, like, when he when he goes... When when Daniel goes, yeah, I, I can dial back. Mm-hmm. And Jack walks away and goes, he's full of shit. And then General West, like, you're on the team. is like, why? Your guy leading your team just said <laughs> no. Like, Also, how did he dial it back without power? <clears throat> they don't. They don't explain that. <laughs> he has a one of those yeah. dialing dial home devices. Oh, DHDs that's yeah, there yeah. that we just didn't see. Oh yeah. Okay. They should explain <laughs> how that. No, the, but they should explain that it's on the ship and they take it. Mm. Yeah. There we go. Or it's just there. Because why did Raw never just dial back and check every couple centuries to see if it's still buried? 
Nope, still buried. But the thing is, if they had, if he had dialed into that gate, mm-hmm. it would have just made a giant hole. Like, <laughs> so anyway. Cave in. Okay, next. Uh, next, we have Lieutenant Kowalski. The other one to survive. The other one to survive. John Dehill. Sure. Yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, probably Deal. Daily. Dale. Yeah, Jail, Dale, maybe, yeah. Um, he was one of the characters that survived to the show. Oh, yeah. Kowalski was on the first couple of episodes of the show. Yeah, there's uh, two characters, I think, that were in the movies that show up on the show. There's characters that show up, like uh, Shaori. Yeah, Shaori. Um, is the... played by a different actress, though. Yes, but um, Skara. Skara was the same. Same, same boy, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Kasuf showed up. Yes, I think later. But I'm pretty sure it was a different actor. I'm not sure, though. No, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. But no, I know Kowalski was was in the show for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, I guess it's me. It is you. I went with Taylor Kitsch. Hey, that's my guy. <laughs> that's your guy. Uh. Because so. Kowalski to me is like the second in command. Because you're going to have O'Neill, who's the older guy, right? Mm-hmm. So this is more of the second com- of this command. I wanted somebody that was going to be like, yep, I'm a good military guy. And I think Taylor Kitsch can do it. I think he can. I think he can as well. I think it's a good part for him. <laughs> He's another stuck on another planet once again. Yes. <laughs> Except it's not Mars this time. No. Okay. We can make that joke, though. That movie... We know you've talked about this. It's underrated. has but... no right being as good as it does. It's not a good movie. No, no, no. It's not underrated. It's perfectly oh. rated. It's, it's just... just... And it was a giant marketing snafu. But it was... It was better than it should have been. Hmm. Yeah. Um, my go... Here go. My Lieutenant Kowalski. Um, I picked uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Ooh. I, because I, I've recently rewatched Scott Pilgrim and then seeing her as well as in Birds of Prey as the Huntress. Huntress. Like, I think she is a great. I'm the Huntress. <laughs> but she's a great straight man. Yes. I know, I know she's not a man. Um, but, like, you know what I mean by, like, the term. Mm-hmm. Like, she's really good at just being that, yeah, this is how this is. Um, and I kind of like, you know, this is, this is the second in command. Like, yes, sir. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's how we do this. Like, and she's pretty good at the fight scenes and stuff. So I, yeah. I thought she'd be a good choice. By the way, before we move on, are we switching all our guns to the P90? <laughs> Cause I totally thought of that when I was watching. I'm but like, you, oh, you, they're not you P90s. Couldn't. You couldn't. It was in the nineties. Yours, yours is in the nineties. No, 90s, no, right? no. I'm, I updated mine. Remember you totally said... could. The, the. The show made definitely made famous yes. that that gun. Um, I think you would probably want something. I think you'd bring a lot of artillery. I think you'd have more artillery than they had. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why you would just assume that bringing a bunch of MP5s would be okay. Also, I don't know why they assume just bringing one scholar along to figure this all out. Like I would have. Well, like, let's face it: the other scholars were stupid. Yes. Did You've you been working out, on this for two did years? Did you figure out in 14 days what they couldn't figure out in two years? <laughs> I like that he's like, two years? <laughs> what? 
It's like, why the hell did you not call me earlier? Yeah. But, okay. yeah, I, I think you'd have to have a little more modern weaponry. Mm. I think you would definitely okay. go with modern American. Hmm. I'm blanking on what gun they use for some reason. The M5? No. M4. M4. Yeah. That that whole platform, yeah. they are like... The, oh, it's, but the, it's just such a you would have, such ubiquitous platform at this point. Heck, it, you could have Ferretti with a 50 cal sniper. Yeah. Like they would have different artillery. They wouldn't have one of those. Why not? They're awesome. They would have the one we had. Uh, the the Lapua. Yeah, I know that's the bullet. I can't the remember what the forty one. Yeah, um, but like they that that was that's the military. The military mm. doesn't use the fifty. No, that's because it's just ridiculous. Yeah. All right, who's next on our list? Because we keep getting sidetracked. Um, Kasuf. Kasuf. Um, originally played by Eric Avari. And yes, he reprised his role in SG-1 in three episodes. Yes, he was also Master Raul. Yes. Which I did not know. And he was in The Mummy. The first one? Yeah. Or the remake? The Mummy. What do okay. you mean remake? Oh, you mean with Tom Cruise? Yeah. No, no, no. The good one. Oh. With Brendan Fraser. Now that's a sentence I never thought I'd say. Not the bad one with Tom Cruise, but the good one with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> hey, Brendan Fraser was amazing in no, those No, he mo- was. That but movie Tom, was amazing. But Tom Cruise is also Tom Cruise. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. All right. Who's your Kasuf? Okay. So, oh. my Kasuf is Saeed Babaria. Okay. I know I'm saying that name wrong. He was one of the nine rings terrorists in iron man okay um well he was the bigger guy the one who the who iron man left for the town to rip apart um but Uh uh-oh so there's a big but this is i'm actually pulling a chris here without realizing it i cast him um so i've seen this movie many many times in my Mm -hmm. life i put some of the cast together before i even started watching this film okay because I did watch it a little late. And me and Danielle sat down and watched this movie. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning, when they're looking at the Stargate, I'm like, is that the guy I picked? And I looked it up. <laughs> yep. 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 He's one of the interpreters at the very beginning. And he was like in it for like a second. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm so like, cameo, cameo appearance. <laughs> cameo appearance. We yeah. brought back the original. <laughs> And I'm like, God damn it. Like, of all the people, like, and it's for like a second. It's a split second. And I'm like, damn it. But yeah. So I think, I think he was good in that. He was, mm-hmm. I know he's always, he's always cast, like I looked him up. He's almost always cast as a terrorist of some kind. He wasn't he in The Mummy? I don't know. Brendan Fraser? I don't think so. No, that's a different person. I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah. Right. Um, He's like... That's the unfortunateness of America movies right now. Their bad guys are always Middle Easterns. Um, oh, no, yeah. Sorry. I'm thinking of somebody else. Um, so, but yeah, I think it'd be, he is definitely of that age where he could be the leader of a town. And I mm-hmm. think he, and the fact that he is actually from that area of the world, like, I'm sure he would be able to pick up the, I'm going to guess somewhat made up language that they made for the show. It's supposed to be like ancient Some Egyptian, sort of Egyptian, but then it, yeah. Daniel's like, oh yeah, it evolved. Learn the dialect, yeah. yeah. I need to figure out the verbs. It's been like a thousand. It's been like two thousand years. The language would be very different. <laughs> Look at ours. Yeah. 
Go back like 200 years, it's very different. So God, go back 100 years. So I also went with somebody from Iron Man. <laughs> Did you pick the other guy? I picked Sean Tubes. Who's that? That was um the guy he was in captivity with. Jensen. Jensen. Oh, you mean Uncle Iroh? Yeah. <laughs> we tried to ignore that. Okay. <laughs> Don't want to have to keep bringing that up. So when I explained this to Danielle, she was like, wasn't he in Avatar? I'm like, no, no, no. The other one. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I, I bring it up. No, I, I did think about Jensen as well. Jensen yeah. is... I whatever you said his name was yeah Sean Toombs Sean Toombs is a great actor Um, he was actually good in that piece of trash movie Iron Man Um, no I'm joking get (laughs) out uh, The Last Airbender I thought he he did a good job as Uncle Iroh um, which is which is a tall bar because the show Uncle Iroh is amazing oh and that's that was my kind of I know people criticized it because it's like well he's not really Uncle Iroh because he's this tall skinny guy instead of the rounder short guy but i still like the way he played it like he was probably the best part of that movie mm-hmm. which is unfortunate yeah so good but choice yeah i think he would as the leader of this town do that really well like yeah. have that kind of i'm looking out for my people okay uh next on our list is Shauri. Are we not doing Scar or Showery first? Showery's first. Okay, let's go Showery. Scar has a bigger role in the mm. movie. That is true. So, Showery, uh, originally played by Millie Avital. Um, Millie. Yeah. She's done quite a bit of work over the years, mm-hmm. um, but nothing I've seen her in, so. No. Yeah. Unfortunately. She was... Not great. But again, as I said, they didn't really write this character to be good. No. They wrote her just to be there as a love interest. And again, as I've said many times, I don't enjoy that. So we want to see I don't want her to be like a rebel leader, but I want her to not be a Leia. Yeah, I don't need a Leia, but I don't need a Damsel. Yeah. So Uh, is it my go or your go? No, I'm up. Okay. I'm going to butcher this last name. Okay. I went with Sophia Butella. Mm. Do you know that? I do, because I also went with her. Did you? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Damn it. Good the thing mummy, I went The first. mummy. Speaking of the mummy. I actually had her because of uh, Jayla from Star Trek Beyond. Okay. Not she... uh, the character she played in Kingsman? No. Yeah. Whose name I can't remember now. Oh. Gazelle? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, like she's, the... am- she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I picked her as well. Actually, did I went? It's yeah. the thing. It's the you want to pick people from the area, yeah, right. So yeah, no, and she she was kick ass in. Like I didn't see the Mummy reboot, to be honest. She was good in it. No, it just it just had a lot of problems, but yeah. like, yeah, it was mostly story and everything. But yeah, she was good in it. Yeah, but I liked her her weird alien creature. I don't know what. Oh, race Jaya, she was. Jaya was, but that was. A so good good addition to yeah. it and she like beastie boys so you know come on yeah that that movie got robbed for best makeup effects that year yeah because she did was look just amazing i don't know how they got that makeup so good but mm-hmm. 
So yeah. yeah. No, I also <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But that she was one of the reasons why I wanted to rewrite this character was because I found her and I'm like, this would be great for this. You know, she's she's capable, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sophia Butella. Yes. Uh, so Butella. next. Next. Uh, would be Scara, played by Alexis Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, who would you have? You're up first. I know. I'm trying to remember who I picked. Um, <laughs> Did you not write it down? No, no. I wrote it down. Um, Mina Masood. I think it's... I can't remember who it is, though. Um, this character... Like, I think, again, like like Shalri before, it needs to be mm-hmm. more well-written. Mm-hmm. And I especially think that his friend who dies needs to uh be more of an impact be yeah it has to be more of an impact that's right he was aladdin okay yeah um i'm like i'm pretty sure he was aladdin but i don't want to get this wrong um yeah i think his his friend needs to have more of an impact because like when he dies like it's just like oh yeah his friend died who was clucking like a chicken too much like there was no real there was no real like connection like Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, there should be multiple times in the movie where he, like, pulls that guy out of harm's way or something like that. Yeah. And, like, you know, stop it. They don't know what a chicken is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I went differently on this character. Okay. Um, went really young. Huh? You went really young. No, for a baby. But I went with somebody. <laughs> Just cast the baby. I went with somebody that could be badass, and is badass. I went with Letitia Wright. You know, Black Panther, Shuri. Mm. So we have Shari. Shari. I don't even know her. How to say it? Shari and Shuri. So, yeah, I wanted it to be different. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted it to be. Like you said, this is kind of the starting of this revolution. It starts with these kids, mm-hmm. younger adults, who see these army guys come in and be like, badass army guys. No to guns. They would be going to shoot people. They, 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 should, as they should be coming and seeing that, like, oh, these guys could be here. They could be the answer to our problems. Hmm. They could be here to save us. Right, like I know they first like at first they think they're working with Raw, mm-hmm. but like I think that should end really quickly. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I like Letitia Wright. She's very good. She's badass. Okay. Next we have Raw himself. The Sun God. Yeah. Okay. Originally played by Jane Davidson. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. You didn't cast Raw? I did cast Raw. Am I up, though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I had two ways I was going to go with this. Okay. So, one way is go super young, Mm -hmm. right? And have it be that really creepiness. Or just go... Kind of like Omen creepy? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Or go the way I went, which is still creepy. I still think... So, the... So the guy I chose is, uh, I'm going to mess up his name too. Avon Jogia? Joga? Yoga? Avon? Did you see Zombieland 2? No. 
Oh. He played Berkeley in that. Okay. Um, have to look up what else he's been in for you. You, but you keep talking. I'll look it up. Um, but he has this kind of look to him that's kind of, depending on how you do his makeup and all that, would be very menacing. I don't want his voice necessarily to be the same voice coming out. I like the idea that it's his like look, but it's not really his voice. No. No, I said no. Keep oh, yeah. talking. So, I want him to be like this, like just grandiose looking guy that has this weird voice and keep the eyes. I don't know if I'd go because that's the question is I don't think I'd make it the Gould or at least you're not going to talk about them depending on it, but I want it to be just this guy. No, don't know. I, I, know, I haven't seen him in anything. Okay. He played he, really well in Zombieland too. He played King Tut. That was another reason I kind of went with him because he played an Egyptian. Yeah. Um, the creepiness of it is, do you still keep the young kids around him? Uh, yes. But again, that was I, I, would, I would have a lot more But that was the reason that it people. was. People. Yeah. Like, I would have, like, this would be, like, his castle. Like, it would be teeming with people, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't necessarily just have it all young boys. So, yeah. 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 Evan Yogia? Jogia? I, I apologize. Hmm. So, Look I, up. I went with the... I went with the ability to pick a person who if you decided not to kill him at the end, could still pose a good threat. Um, Thanos? No, but I wanted someone who could continue with that mm. that menacingness. I know that's not a word. Um, mm. So I went um, with Rami Malek. You want to with him? We'll talk about him later. Okay. Yeah, I went with Rami Malek. I think he is really, really good. Um, he played an immensely good... Um, Freddie Mercury. Oh yes. But I, I just watching him in Mr. Robot. He has this cold attachment that he can do, and I am immensely looking forward to seeing him in, um, No Time to Die as a Bond villain. But I think he can play this really well. I think because you kind of want that. Actually, I'm pretty sure he played King Tut in the movie too. He played it in Night at the Museum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, now that I'm thinking about it, but yeah, I kind of want this coldness to mm-hmm. raw, um, and then have that anger boil over type of thing. And I don't necessarily want them to kill him at the end. Mm-hmm. I actually want him to escape like wounded and, you no. know, I'm going to go get a Cyrus and set and, and bast and, uh, well, Anubis, Anubis, Horus, we yeah. already had. Yeah. Uh, Thing yeah. is, they didn't like have a leader, did they? Like, there wasn't like just like, oh, this is the leader of the gods. Not that I know of, anyway. Well, Ra was considered. Well, it was just because he was the sun god. Yeah, hmm. he was the higher of the. But whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Remy is an amazing. And mm-hmm. when you pick him for one of the last two roles we have, we'll, well talk about it then. Well, we're going into the next one, so I guess I'll just start off. <laughs> Uh, the next one is Dr. Daniel Jackson, played by James Spader. We've talked about James Spader quite a yes. bit already. Um, this is where I put Rami Malek in. And the reason was, I didn't want the white guy to be <laughs> be the master of Egyptian. Like, I wanted it to be more of, like, 
because well, Rami Malek is descent or um, I think his parents are from Egypt originally. Yeah, something like that. Like he's actually has Egyptian heritage in him, so like it makes sense. And I wanted it to make more sense. Like he's this younger guy in the field, although he is older. I know, but I really did like that part of this. Like when at the very beginning, yeah. when Daniel's explaining what he, and his theories are, that room is filled with old white people. Yeah, like, like and that's kind of what I wanted. Well, it's like they're like, oh, we're not going to listen to this guy who's like yeah. trying to be like, no, the pyramids are older than we think, and yeah, and yeah, having that like having that backstory more of like this was his culture, so he wanted to find out more about ancient Egypt, and yeah. then got into linguistic linguistics. Back to the world building part of this. Yeah. The fact that they made the pyramids landing platforms was awesome. It's such a cool idea, right? So, yeah. And like it really does make the other pyramids around the world be like Yeah. Like, what other vehicles were they using? Like <laughs> And like and like he he does say it. Like the the pyramids are an amazing feat of architecture and building. And like I know there's conspiracy theories around the globe about whether or not how they built them and stuff. It was just a giant slave labor force and and a lot mm. of time a lot of time <laughs> it was a lot of time and yes it was a lot of labor force yeah. but there was also like thought because no no but it wasn't like aliens no <laughs> but i mean yeah so so yeah i i wanted daniel jackson to be not the white guy that's just like i'm a master of ancient egyptian and you're mm -hmm. like really i mean yeah okay it makes sense but yeah sure but I like, and you've already said it, like, uh, Rami Malek can perform. Like, yeah. Freddie Mercury was great. Like, mm. his performance of that and that he had kind of fun with it. And so, and I, like, I'm going the opposite that you went. He can play that cold and calculating really mm -hmm. well, but he can also play this, like, honestly, did, I want to say the lovable dork. Did you ever see, this is, did you ever see Need for Speed? Yeah. He was in that. He was kind of that kind of character. They never said, I need the need. The need for speed. No, they didn't, because that's not one of their lines. I don't care. <laughs> you should have said it. Oh. Michael Keaton should have said it in that movie. He was why on would the radio. Michael Keaton say that? He was on the radio. He was. I know, but like, why Michael Keaton? It wasn't even was one awesome. of his lines. <laughs> yeah. Who's your Daniel Jackson? Um, I picked uh, Shaniqua Martin-Green. Who is um, on Stargate? Stargate, Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> I was gonna say not Stargate, man. You can't uh, do that. <laughs> yeah. Star, uh, Star Trek Discovery. I think she does such a good job playing this incredibly intelligent bridge officer, mm -hmm. um, whose name I am completely blanking on. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think that was kind of the reason why I I went with this person. I wanted someone who I knew could sound smart because mm -hmm. um, like it was one of those it's one of those things that like you need this to come across as like they know what they're talking about yeah right um well i also think it's interesting michael burnham oh. there we go it's also interesting in the one scene where they're like oh here you're gonna need this gun like i would make that like I don't know how to shoot a gun yeah we've gone to the shooting range before but we're <laughs> terrible not, shots we're those not first, scholars either you no know, those first ones but yeah. like yeah it's just like all of a sudden you pulling out the gun and start shooting like 
No, you can't just hand somebody a gun and be like, start shooting. Well, you can in a situation like that, where it's like life or death. <laughs> like, no, just, just point it in that direction. But how do you take the safety off? Moves. What happens if the clip falls out? Literally had the clip fall out once. Yes. At least you weren't as bad as your, what was your cousin? Uh, stepsister. Stepsister. Got the shotgun <laughs> jammed. Yeah. Well, no, she kept kept pulling the... Um... Oh, kept cocking it. Yeah, kept it. cocking and popping out live shells. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, it's already loaded. It just has to fire. But, yeah, I think you needed to get that across. And, like, the fact that she does a good job with the mumbo jumbo that she has to speak on a Star Trek show. Yeah. Um, I think she would, this is, this, this, this is just an ancient version of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Last but not least. Jack O'Neill. Richard Mr. Dean Anderson. Mr. Kurt Russell himself. Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> it's with two L's. Yeah. Yes, Kurt Russell. I like Kurt Russell. I know. We've, what, this is... The second Kurt Russell or the third Kurt Russell? Third Kurt Russell. Yeah, Big Big Trouble, little, little The Thing. China, the Thing. And then this. I'm pretty sure we had him in something else, but I don't actually remember. Like another movie we... Re... I'm sure you've casted him I've before. casted him in something yeah. else. Yeah. I don't think we've done another one of his films. No. But we've done a lot of films. Hmm. So. Well, we were thinking of doing another Kurt Russell for Sci-Fi Month, but I don't think we ended up doing it. No, I don't think so. Escape from New York. Yeah. Or Escape from L.A. No. Either or. I've never seen Escape from New York, but Escape from L.A. is bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess it's my turn. Um, I wanted somebody who I knew could do the pain and anguish, but also I wanted him to be a lot more loving and... I wanted him to be closer to the Richard Dean Anderson Jack mm-hmm. than the Kurt Russell Jack. I wanted him to be the Jack we see at the end no. with the quip. I wanted him to be that. I want his defense mechanism. I still want him to freak out about the the gun. I yes. don't want. Them, I like that part of the story. Um, but I but I want him to then see when they when they prove themselves that him he goes okay. This they're, is what needs to happen. They're now. not children. They're yeah. fighting for their lives. Yeah. Yes. Um, and for that, I picked John David Washington. Mm. Um, just seeing him in Tenant, mm-hmm. like he knows how to do that action so well. I know that's a very different action, um, the backwards fighting and all that stuff. But that that final scene where he's in the the temporal pincer move, um, yeah, he just knows how to do it so well, and he has that the way he acts in that movie where he is cold, calculated and jokey. And yeah. I think he does a good job balancing all those. Um, just like his dad does. Yes. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like you can't go wrong when you have a teacher like Denzel, <laughs> um, just like anything, like any straight thing he plays like training day where mm-hmm. he is this terrifying force that is also funny. And I think that's, you kind of have to have that and, of course. Like, this is this is a man who has lost a child, which is something that no one ever should go through, is is trapped on another world and is trying to save these people as best he can. Yeah, but it's also like he's also seeing this as his his 
I'm done, right? Like that's kind I, of how it starts, and then it yeah, ends with, I, "Yeah, I'm going to go back." Which... I don't think that really should be part of it. I think the reason they pick him should be you're willing to do this, not you want to do this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that was the thing intended too. Like he was like, "Okay, I'm willing to die for my beliefs and for my cause." But I feel like I don't want to. No. And I feel like for like this character, again, I'd go back and it would be before they leave, it's a conversation between him and Kowalski that's like, okay, if things go wrong, like it shouldn't just be Jack that's yeah. knows about the nuke and everything. Yeah. It should be like Kowalski going, okay, we know that if things go wrong, like we're yeah. going to set this they off. Should and... they, they should be only hiding it from Daniel. Yes. Right? Like it only should be from Jackson. It should be like, yeah. he shouldn't know what's going on, but it shouldn't be all the military people. Like, there's no way. It should be like you're you're telling me that one science officer didn't double check his the the thing the going gear. through the gear is like no. You have a logistics officer going with you who or double they, checks and yeah. triple checks everything in when that. They, yeah, they're opening the whole thing, and you're like, why what? is there a nuke in here? <laughs> Does anybody know what this part is? <laughs> yeah, is that uranium. So. so, I guess I'm up. Yeah, you're up in your last. Jack O'Neill. You want Jack. to guess? No, it's just I. It's one of those things. It's the it's the John Wicks and the Jacks. It's just yeah. like they got to get away from these names. <laughs> Which there is be, funny. There should be way more Hasses in movies. Yes. There should be a Hassa in a movie. I'd be okay with that. Just I'm give pretty me sure one. there's some Danish movies out there. Just with give me Hassa. one. <laughs> so I wanted again. I want somebody that plays that gruff, the gruffness. You can still have the lovableness somewhat in there. The quips. But somebody that has played this, you know, beaten down character before. Mm-hmm. And so I went with Hugh Jackman. Kind of how Logan was played out, right? Yeah. Like he's this beaten down guy. And I wanted the older guy because I want him to be like a decorative officer. Who's, I mean, it, it might have to age up his kid a bit. <laughs> Somewhat. Um. Yeah, but you could still play that off, right? It's still a but again, tragic story. You, you don't need to have that scene in his house. No, right? You could literally just have them calling him into the like. Yeah, he he shows up with Catherine, and Daniel's like, "Why is he like that?" And I was like, "Oh well." Yeah, because that scene was always a little weird to me, where they're like walking. I was like, "Also, why is he like that?" His kid. Just... Jesus Christ, was his hair just the pinnacle of nineties when? <laughs> When, they, when, they when he's sitting him. in his son's bedroom, it's like those hair drapes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. And then it's all clean shaven. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Hugh Jackman. I go with Logan. I can't quite remember after like Logan, maybe Les Miserables was the last one, but like I haven't seen a lot of them recently. And I've been trying to figure out what movies like. But again, I want him to come back to. He was uh, recently in a show on HBO, I believe. Yeah. Bad education. Yeah. yeah. But I want to have him come back to some good action movies. And I think this would be a great introduction back into and maybe some, Something where he doesn't have to get so jacked. No. And he doesn't have to, right? He's yeah. not designed to be like the Wolverine fight. Like, that's not it. It's more of the... He's just their leader. Like, he's Captain Jack O'Neill. Captain? Yeah. Colonel? Colonel. Colonel. Colonel Jack. He becomes captain later. Yes. He also becomes General O'Neill. Brigadier General. 
He never becomes. I don't think he ever becomes a full general. No, he runs the SG one for a while. Yeah. 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 Let's just bring bring Richard Dean Anderson back. I don't think he wants to. Pretty no, sure he's, he's, he's full on retired. Yeah. yeah. I know he hurt his knees and back doing that show quite a bit. So. Yeah. But you can bring. Uh, I was gonna say Mike. No, it's not Mike Judd. What's uh, Christopher Judge? Christopher Judge. Christopher Judge is busy. Do not bring him back into this. Why? What's he busy with? He's Kratos. In the new God of War games. Oh. Oh. No. He's busy? He is busy. (laughs) He needs to stay with Kratos. He did such a good job playing Kratos. Like, it was so good. By the way, I would throw him, Amanda Tappings. Somewhere. No, in that that opening scene where they're talking to all the military people. Mm. Just either that or when they have like the unit, they could be like, okay, you guys are going to go in first. And then this is our backup unit in case you're... This is SG2. (laughs) This is the backup unit. It's just them. Hi, guys. That'd be a great joke, okay? Or they're walking through the hallway and It would be if you made this into a comedy. No, but if you're like walking in the hall and you just kind of pass them, like in the underground installation, don't say anything. Just... You pass like the five or six from the different shows. Well, you, they're probably of the age where you could have Those the Richard generals. Kind character being played by Michael Shanks and yeah. the other one being played by Amanda Tapping, just the researchers. Yeah. Right? So I'm sure, you, they'd, I'm sure they'd love to come back to the... Oh, I'm sure if you yeah. were rebooting it, they'd be like, yeah, we're going to throw you in as a cameo. Yeah. So. All right. Yep. That's Stargate. Christopher Judge. He's coming back. He's busy. He's busy. <laughs> Get to making those games. Him I and Corey Barlog. Him and Corey Barlog have stuff to do. <laughs> We're free. Give no, me you're another not go- free. Give me another God of War game. That game is so good. Ah, so that was Stargate. That was Stargate. I, again, I will talk over and over again about how much I really do enjoy this movie. I think we both agree we now want to go back and watch SG-1 over. Definitely. I really, really do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where can they find us? They can find us at uh, Recasted Pod on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at Recasted Podcast. Um, We are... Danielle is on... Instagram. Thank you. Jesus, I totally forgot that. Fiona Beers. Fiona Beer. Um, it's mostly just pictures of our cats, our baby, and sometimes she makes stuff. Um, mm-hmm. We do post on Facebook quite a bit. Well, I say we, but it's mostly just Danielle. She's our social media expert. Um, uh, Chris, where can they find you? you can find me on Etsy at the Canuck Comic Guy store. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just right here. Right here mm-hmm. on the podcast. On Listen the podcast. to the other ones. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're we're kicking off sci-fi month. Yeah. So, this is also the the kind of the restart we're allowed to be using the people we've used too much again. So, so Jack Black's coming back. So Jack Black can come back. I think Gal Oh, wait. I won't I won't spoil one of the movies. <laughs> I'll spoil one of the movies. Ah, he's coming back in that one for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll figure something yeah, out no, I, there. I, I can see it. Okay. All right. Well, from all of us here at Recasted, go watch Brazil.